0: Cardinals Corner from Arizona Sports. Cardinals Corner from Arizona Sports with Tyler Drake and Lauren
1: Koval.
2: The hometown kid showed back up and the hometown team took the loss. What's going on guys? Tyler Drake and Lauren Koval here for another edition of Cardinals Corner where the Arizona Cardinals are were on the losing end. In a 45-29 matchup against the San Francisco 49ers in Week 15 at State Farm Stadium. And Brock Purdy did his thing. Plain and simple. He aired the ball out.
0: We were expecting it. He's looked spectacular, to say the least. I mean, for being Mr. Irrelevant in his draft.
2: Clearly relevant
0: clearly relevant (laughs) and especially in today's game even though it was against the Cardinals a little part of me congratulates him on coming back to the Valley and having such a spectacular game in front of all of his family and friends
2: yep the former Perry uh, quarterback showed back up did his thing Kept his MVP candidacy, if I can say it right, uh, largely intact, especially when you see what Dak and the Cowboys did. And he also had a guy named Christian McCaffrey uh, really helping him out with 16 or 18 attempts, 115 yards, and a touchdown and he also did it in the receiving game. He was lead, he was the leader in the clubhouse there with five catches, 72 yards, and two touchdowns. Purdy, on the other hand, in addition to those four touchdowns, had 242 yards, 64% completion rate, and yeah, it just was a very dominant showing by a really good San Francisco 49ers offense that, like you said, I think we all expected it. I didn't expect to see as much explosive plays or as much just wide-open San Francisco 49ers, like I did today. That was a huge shot, huge, huge step back for this defense.
0: One of the plays that stands out the most to me in that sense of being wide open is that Brock Purdy touchdown pass to Christian oh, McCaffrey, in which he is so wide open, he can fall to the turf, mm-hmm. stand back up, and score the touchdown. Bad. It really seems like the Cardinals over the past few seasons, but especially this year in the two games they've played the Niners, have a Christian McCaffrey problem. Problem. That is serious. And the Cardinals have been, if you can praise them sort of in any department defensively, they've been pretty decent at shutting down the other team's star player recently. You come into this game and you know Christian McCaffrey's the star player. Yeah. And you know that that's the guy you have to watch out for in the run game and in the pass game. And it felt like at no point today did the Cardinals have him under control.
2: No, and I don't think any other Niners running back had a carry until late in the game. Like I, it, They said, this is what we're doing, try to stop it. And the Cardinals could not stop that. I just, really strong performance by the Niners, really just, they've really got to go back to work for the Cardinals side. And honestly, Gannon was asked about those wide open passes and he talked about how that's really on coaching. And obviously he's going to fall on the sword on there. We've seen him do it before when it comes to his players. But man, there I mean, there was even when Sam Darnold was in, Ayuk had a wide open look just like the McCaffrey one. And, and he didn't hit him. He misread it and went somewhere else. But oh man, I think everybody in the press box was like, holy cow, there's another touchdown.
0: Whatever the Niners wanted to run today, they were getting. The Cardinals defense in no way understood what was going on. I felt like a few times during the game you could actively see the miscommunication issues from the defense on the field. Mm -hmm. Before the Niners would snap the ball, you could see them sort of panic looking around at each other. Like, what are we about to do? And the 49ers exploited that today.
2: Yeah, it just seemed like every time McCaffrey had it, it was either running for 10 or 15 yards or having a ton of yak after making a catch so just and i think the big stat too is their red zone work four for four, hundred percent goal to go two for two i that you're not gonna lose many games if you're going perfect in the red zone where it counts that's just easy easy stats to find right there
0: the niners are one of the best teams in the league in yards after the catch And I felt like that is what really hurt this Arizona defense the most. If they missed a tackle or they didn't block, the Niners players kept going. Wide receivers, running backs included, it felt like they were unable to stop them in really any capacity. It didn't also feel like the Niners were changing it up very much from the first half to the second half because what had succeeded so well in the first continued to succeed in the second. Mm -hmm. And so they didn't have to.
2: Yep. Jalen Thompson, he was the leader for the defense. Six tackles. Even that, it just seems like a lot of low numbers for this defense. Just as a whole. I mean, Starling Thomas next up. Garrett Williams, Buda Baker, Josh Woods, Roy Lopez all had five next. I mean, there's Antonio Hamilton had three pass deflections. That was pretty solid. Pass defense, but not a ton. I mean, I think they only had three tackles for loss. That's a big one.
0: This defense wasn't making... A lot of, if even any sort of big play that felt Mm -hmm. like in any way the momentum could change back in their direction as sort of an interception would in a normal game. Maybe that momentum begins to switch. The Cardinals didn't have any of that today.
2: No, they didn't. Actually, no, they didn't because they almost did. And that's where we should take it next because as bad as the defense was, the offense was not nearly as bad as what the score indicates, I think, in my opinion, because you have an opening drive touchdown, you trade blows, opening drive touchdowns, and the run, the the Cardinals rushing attack was impressive today. 30 carries, 234 yards, two touchdowns. Connor led the way, James Connor, with 14 carries for 86 yards and a score. Amari Demarcato had a long, long touchdown later in the game. Kyler had six carries for 49 yards. Uh, Michael Carter got involved, three for 27. So a different kind of showing than we saw in Pittsburgh where Connor was just the guy. But it really worked. I mean, you're averaging almost eight yards a carry on the ground against one of the toughest defenses against the run in the league. That is a huge win.
0: Exactly. As you said, they have one of the best run defenses in the league and the Cardinals in the first, I would say the the first half of the game really exploited that. I know that their Mm -hmm. run numbers far exceeded that of the 49ers in the first half. The 49ers were finding a way to get it done in the air while the Cardinals were finding a way to get it done running the ball. Mm -hmm. Um, It was a little disappointing to not see I've brought this the cliche up before. I think I brought it up last week in the sense of once you get the run game established, now it's time to get the pass game established. I don't even think that the Cardinals pass game today was necessarily bad, but I think it was limited.
2: Yeah, yeah, I agree there. And I think part of why it was limited is they lost Hollywood Brown. And that, again, dealing with the heel issue... After the game, Jonathan Gannon told us that he is concerned by it.
1: I am. I mean, you know, it's been going on for a little bit, and he's trying to grind through. He's a warrior, and we need him. But, you know, if he can't go, he can't go. And obviously that hurts us because he's a good player. So guys just make sure we're doing a good job during the week and um, getting him ready to get to Sunday.
2: So, yeah, uh, I think all of us have been thinking that for weeks. I mean, even talking with Hollywood Brown, I think this week we were talking to him and he said, yeah, it's been lingering since I think he got it in the Houston game.
0: We've talked about since Kyler's return back to the field that it would be important for him to reestablish that connection with Hollywood. Somebody he was comfortable with in college and somebody he continued to be comfortable with in the NFL before he had his ACL injury. Mm -hmm. That's all gone out the window so far since his return from this ACL injury. It's been disappointing doesn't even feel like the right word Mm -hmm. to cover it Hollywood of course out this game so obviously there wasn't going to be any connection on the field there but it's been an overall disappointing season below average season for Hollywood in a season where it felt like at the beginning of the year he really could have succeeded in this kind of offense
2: yeah I thought he I thought he started the year pretty decent given the quarterback situations but yeah I mean he was He, I think he had, let's see what he had today. He didn't have any targets at all. He, I think he left in the third-ish quarter, I want to say. So, didn't come back. He was a questionable return. heel issue. Obviously, Gannon told us that. But yeah, I think one of the biggest problems is they don't have enough time to practice together or get on the same page together because he's been injured.
0: And not being able to develop that connection with not only Hollywood but the other wide receivers out on the field, Michael Wilson comes oh. to mind. Oh. He's coming back from injury. I don't know what his target numbers were in today's game. I don't even
2: three targets, zero catches,
0: zero catches, and they there all came
2: late, and they are all pretty much overthrown.
0: Kind of, and that's
2: another thing is there's yes. not enough time on task for them to. For them to really get a rapport together. I mean, Michael Wilson's finally got back in the game after missing, I think, four of the last five games with the shoulder.
0: He has the injury.
2: Or, I think neck now, but yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah, he yeah, has you know the what
0: Exactly. He has the injury bug. We knew he had the injury bug coming out of college. In Stanford, the injury bug had also bit him. Um, but that gives Trey McBride this incredible area to succeed. Yes. But it also limits Kyler's other options. If a team can find a way to shut down Trey McBride, who Mm -hmm. else is Kyler throwing the ball to?
2: So, yeah, on that point, let's take a look at that. So, Kyler today, 26 completions, 39 attempts, 66.7% completion rate, 211 yards, one touchdown, two picks, and... Before we really get into that discrepancy, yeah, the picks were bad, costly turnovers. That's going to be, you're not going to win against a team like this if you have one of those. And especially if it's a pick six in the first quarter after you have a lot of momentum and you traded opening drive blows. And yeah, and after that point, the Niners never look back.
0: And the Cardinals never got that momentum back. No. It was the only time it felt like they had the swing of the game. They possessed the momentum. The 49ers continued to have it from then on. And the picks that Kyler threw today were
2: bad. Bad. I watched the, the McBride pick six. And when he was looking for McBride, I think on a fourth and three, I watched and I said, he's got McBride. And then he didn't throw it. And then he threw it. And it was, I mean, you might've been able to pick that one. I might've been able to pick that one.
0: Maybe my 5'4 self might not I think not you could have done it. Okay. Shifty. Yes, I am shifty. I'm and close elusive. to the ground. Yes. Yes. There you go. Mike, I got a good center of balance. <laughs> that might have worked for me.
2: Yeah, but getting back to your point, Trey McBride continues to kill it. 10 catches, 11 targets, 102 yards. He set the Cardinals single season franchise record for receptions by a tight end. So shout out to him. He passed Zach Ertz and Jackie Smith. They were at 56. He got 57 in, the, I think, the opening drive and then... Added nine more. So, shout out to him. He will tell you that he's not very... I mean, he's called it a special moment, called it an honor, but also he's very frustrated about the loss.
1: Yeah, that's really cool. Um, You know, like I said, there's a lot of great tight ends that have played in this organization. um, And to have, you know, the... To to be there right up there with those guys to break that record this game is very cool, um, very special to me to to have a record like that in a you know on a national football team that's really cool so that's a huge honor but but really um, that's not what I'm focused on I can care less about that truthfully I just want to I just want to win
2: and yeah getting back to your point outside of that let's look at it targets leader McBride tight end next up Elijah Higgins four tight end Jeff Swaim next up. Well, that was more yardages, but you get my point. Kyler is look is finding tight ends more than his wide receivers, and it's not even close the discrepancy of it. I think all totaled up, let's look at this. We've got two catches for Dorch. We've got two catches for Moore. No catches for Pascal. No catches for Wilson. No catches for Brown, but he left. Uh, yuck! You're not. That's you've got to be able to spread the field with your outside guys.
0: And in the way that the Cardinals play their tight ends in this offense so far, they're not running these deep routes down the field mm-hmm. as sort of a stereotypical wide receiver would. I think Trey McBride is somebody they'll send out there a little bit deeper yep. than the average tight end. And
2: Elijah Higgins, too. Yes. Mm-hmm. And
0: he's really started to find his footing mm-hmm. these last few games.
2: He makes good, pra- he makes really good grabs in practice. And obviously, it's practice, but like, it's starting to show. And, but yeah, like, it's just. Four what is it? Four catches for twenty yards, five catches for twenty yards for the I uh, know, yeah, four catches for twenty yards for uh, Arizona's wide receivers today.
0: We've discussed that they have a wide receiver problem, which is why the Cardinals are so heavily attached to Marvin Harrison Jr. in the draft.
2: yep, but
0: i I'm almost speechless at the Cardinals inability to find any wide receiver to get any momentum in these games. Something that we know would sort of change the momentum in your favor or uh, you know, find a way for us to go, hey, maybe Kyler is our quarterback of the future, is the deep ball. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: And he doesn't have an option for the deep ball at all because he either he doesn't feel comfortable throwing to these wide receivers. There might be a bit of a talent issue there. And there might be as we discussed earlier with Hollywood and Michael Wilson, there just might be a connection problem mm-hmm. because no they t- literally can't get out on the field.
2: Yep. Well, since you brought up the draft, we might as well switch gears a little bit because uh I mean actually, you know what? No, first of all, Kyler Murray even has seen this too. Like we're not the only people seeing this. Kyler Murray is also seeing this too.
1: Man, I-, I feel it too. You know, I don't um I don't know. I don't know. Um keep trying to find ways to get those guys the ball you know, we we like I said, we got to go back and you know that's something that you know I can be better about, and as a whole as a offense, you know, find ways to get those guys the ball because you know I know it's frustrating. Hell, I'm frustrated for them. Um, not used to that. You know, I'm not used to that. So uh, we'll be better.
2: So you mentioned the draft. Let's get into the draft before we turn to the last topic of the day, and that's JG and what he had to say after the game. But first, draft. With the loss, Cardinals are now three and eleven. They are still sitting in that third spot behind New England Patriots at three and eleven, and the Carolina Panthers who won a game today. So now they're two and twelve. Nin is a lot more interesting in the top three, and actually in the top five, I would say.
0: All right, give them to me. What's the top five right now?
2: Carolina, which is owned by Chicago, New England, Arizona, Washington Commanders at four and ten, Chicago Bears at five and nine. But here's the thing: the strength of schedule. No matter if Carolina w- wins next week, it's still going to have them and New England and Arizona lose. Still has them at probably number one just because of the strength schedule. They've got a worse strength of schedule than New England by .002 <laughs> <laughs> and probably like 25 points from the Cardinals. So Carolina's got to win a couple more games for them to slide out of that spot, but it's a lot tighter now. And if you really look at it, Everybody outside of Carolina in the top, like, top 11 lost.
0: <laughs> that's a mess.
2: Yeah. There is, oh, and the Jets and the Giants have the same strength of schedule, so that's going to be a fun, uh, that's going to be fun. So yeah, and if you want to go a little bit farther down, you find the Houston Texans pick, which is owned by the Cardinals. And let me tell you, that it was probably the most improbable win I saw all week. It took... Actually, Carolina, uh, 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 Carolina, uh, but Houston's right there, too.
0: It took overtime for Houston to do it. But even before the matchups, before the game today, I think Friday they announced who their starting quarterback was going to be. And now with C.J. Stroud out and Tank Dell out.
2: And Nico Collins out and Will Anderson out. out.
0: There, who's gonna catch the ball? Who's gonna defend anybody? Who's gonna throw the ball? And they made it happen today. They got the win.
2: Yeah, the Houston Texans beat the Tennessee Oilers. Titans. Oilers mm. of Tennessee. <laughs> 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 JJ Watson, you they have to give the jerseys to Houston now because they won, and that's I think that's a fair trade.
0: I think that's fair. I like their jerseys.
2: I think the, the Oilers uniforms are probably one of the in all all time uniform. That I would agree. I think the old school Patriots logo. What was his name? Patriot Pat or something. Another great one. Um, Yeah. I mean, you can't not like those uniforms, but that is so weird. It's just, that was just a weird thing. DeAndre Hopkins was playing in that game too. Like a lot of weird Houston things were going on in that game.
0: A lot of weird Houston. The curse
2: of the Houston Oilers. There you go.
0: Yes. And it is alive. And that game so heavily impacted the Cardinals because obviously they have Houston's Mm -hmm. pick, but You'd assume going into that game, as I did at least, that they would lose. Yep. And they didn't. They won, much to the dismay of Cardinals fans.
2: Yep. Luckily, Buffalo won too, though. So Houston's still in 17. They are in that spot because strength of schedule is 0. .481 against 0. .487. The Steelers, too, they're on a skid after losing to the, to the uh, Cardinals, mm-hmm. big time. They are. They've lost three straight. They're seven and seven. That's a they still have not gone under 500 under Tomlin.
0: That Steelers win that the Cardinals had looks a little less impressive mm-hmm. to me now. It sits with, it's a little bit more sour to me.
2: Yes, I I agree with you there. That is, <laughs> that is very true. I was like, wow, that is, I mean, I think beating a Mike Tomlin-led team is something, but when Mitch Trubisky's got to do most of the work, that's something else.
0: That's not a fair matchup. I'll leave it at that.
2: (laughs) Okay, so there's the draft, but let's get back to what's ahead in the next couple weeks for the Cardinals. And this is kind of where I wanted to turn with JG, because after the game, obviously it's a tough loss. JG, you could tell, was frustrated. A lot of things were going on there, uh, but he still believes there's a lot of fight in this team. There's a lot of will to just finish strong and not give up, even though it could clearly look like that at points. I mean, even today, there's a point where I think some of us in the press box were like, hey, maybe you take some of those guys out that could get injured. But at the same time, it's, hey, what are you guys playing for at this point? Playing for pride. Keep those guys in. So he had a really good quote on it. We got it right here.
1: No, not at all. I thought we had our best week. I was driving a hundred in here today. I was so excited for the game. Uh, I probably shouldn't say that. Um, but uh, no, I, I thought that we had a really good week. These guys prepared their ass off. Um, we practiced well. We were in pads, like we knew it was going to be a physical game. You know, we just didn't do enough to win the game. But. Um, you know, Bob, to your question, I know the leadership in that locker room. I know the want to. I know their will. Uh, that was evident to me. We didn't lay down at the end of the game. The game's out of reach, and we go down and score. I actually was very pleased about that because there's a point where you could say, you know what, if you're in my seat, let's pull everybody and let the other guys go. No way. And uh, they weren't coming out of the game either. So that's that's what we need to keep doing to give ourselves a chance to win. That has to be consistent.
2: So, yeah, I mean, and, and I think we can see that. I think everybody can see that. I think last year's squad, you could see the opposite. You could see that, yeah, they don't want to play for each other. They want to give up. They want to just send it on in. You like, could
0: see they're quit, yeah. quite literally. You, I mean, you can see it on, on the their
2: faces. You can mm-hmm. see it in the body language. And this team is is they could be down by 20-plus points and still try to go out there and act like they're down by a point or two or up or just it just seems like this team doesn't lose that drive to really put their best foot forward even when everything's going against them. And that's a huge credit to the coaching staff, but it's also a huge credit to the players that are in the building and the players that are continually building each other up.
0: It seems like under this first-year coaching staff that these players have really bought into that system and this coaching pattern, and that's something that I don't necessarily think you could say about the Cardinals for the past few years, Heck not no. only last year, but going quite a ways back. So it's nice to see a unit that even though they might not be winning, they look like they're together, and they are one unit, and they are one team.
2: Yeah, Yep. That and that could go a long way. Just from the foundation of where this team wants to get to I mean this is a huge start for it so obviously the wins aren't there 3-11 and 11, not a great record something you got to flush JG said he doesn't look at the record and I think right now Cardinals fans shouldn't look at the record because entering the season everybody I think figured 3 wins 2-3 wins that's right where they're at draft spot Marvin Harrison Jr. I think I mean I, I think that's the number one pick now for them is taking Marvin
0: if he isn't already taken by somebody ahead of them, which yeah. will be, which will be interesting. Well, I
2: think. It, if Justin, it's all. I think it's going to come down to Justin Fields if they want to. If the Bears are going to keep him or not, because I don't see Carolina coming out of one.
0: And I don't know if I think the Bears are going to keep him or not. I don't even know if I think the Bears know whether or not they're going to keep him or not. His stat line today is not very reflective of the game that he had today. Mm -hmm. I know that it says he had two interceptions. Both of them came at the ends of halves um, as time expired Mm. and ended up not mattering overall. For the game itself, yeah. Um, but I do think because the Bears have that Carolina pick, it, either they decide that they're moving on from Justin Fields and they take a quarterback, or they did what they did last year mm-hmm. and they trade out of that first yeah. round
2: spot and get a boatload. Because, like you said, yeah. I mean, because they're top five still with their other pick. Why not? Well, since we're on this topic, that's who they the Cardinals play the Bears next week, and I don't think there's anybody better to give us some tips. tidbits for this next matchup than you yourself
0: all right thank you i'm flattered i'm flattered the floor is yours okay don't
2: bring up uh, deontay foreman's name though because my fantasy team is not liking him this week
0: (laughs) even though you already brought up mitch trubisky on this podcast tonight i will forgive you for that okay um some notes for heading in to this christmas eve matchup against the bears the Bears have a phenomenal run defense. It's incredible. The stats back it up. Their defense as a whole not the best, but their run defense is great. So James Conner will struggle in this game because the defense the Bears defense lines up so tightly on the line mm-hmm. that you're not able to break through. Also, There's no roof at Soldier Field, Mm -hmm. as we all know, and it will be Christmas (laughs) Eve. What's the weather like? I checked the weather before we did this podcast, and it says that it will be rainy and 53 degrees.
2: A balmy 53.
0: (laughs) 53 is warm for this time of year there, but it will have been raining since Friday heading into the Sunday game. So I'm a little bit worried about that field condition for them down there, which will also add to run game issues.
2: Yeah, so you you keep going. I'm I'll give you the stats though. So Bears right now first in the league in fewest rushing yards per game at seventy nine point eight, and they are, I believe, tied for second or no, they are third alone in touchdowns allowed with seven. Baltimore and Atlanta are the only two that have given up fewer. Yeah, that it's a very, very, very tough rush rush defense from the Chicago squad and for as bad bad as they have looked that is easily their strong suit right now
0: that's the one area that they have sort of thrived in all year long is their rush defense but because of that their pass defense (laughs) is atrocious it ain't good it is awful do you have some stats to back this up here
2: yeah they're uh bottom bottom eight when uh passing yards allowed with 239.2 they're right around the Seahawks, Bengals, Texans, Broncos, and yeah, they've uh, they've given up quite a few touchdowns too. I would say uh, the third most with the Arizona Cardinals.
0: And because of that, I think this is a game where Kyler Murray could kind of break out. He could this have is this Kyler
2: game. Yes. even in the rain.
0: Even in the rain. Even in the rain. Okay. I think if you're going to have a, if Kyler's going to have a best game these final three games of the season, it's the Bears, the Eagles, the Seahawks. It will come against the Bears, or it should come against the Bears, at mm-hmm. least. Um, the As we just said, the Bears' pass defense is awful. Bad. Their corners are young. Um, besides Eddie Jackson, they do get the takeaways.
2: Yeah, they definitely do that. They've got 18 interceptions. That's a ton.
0: They yeah, so
2: only the Niners have more with nineteen. So Kyler's
0: accuracy issues that I believe mm, be he's had could be a problem against those Bears. Especially corners. if he tries
2: to stretch the field with these wide receivers, because I feel like that's going to be a issue they want to force.
0: Exactly, and that could create a problem. But it could also be the kind of game where if Kyler can sort of rattle off these uh, passes for anywhere sort of between six. And 20 yards, that will be available for mm-hmm. him. The deep ball will also be available for him. I know that he hasn't really gone to that so far coming back from his ACL, mm-hmm. but he has that option against the Bears. So in general, I would like to see the Cardinals open up their offense a little bit more for Kyler and see what he can do as sort of this um, I don't want to say judgment, but sort of this judgment of is Kyler Audition. your quarterback? Yes, is Kyler your quarterback of the future? Or is he not I think he could have a game that makes you go wow he is against the Bears or wow he wow. really isn't yeah. because yeah. he couldn't <laughs> put it up against the Bears
2: yeah and I think this is a big stat that should stand out to everybody uh their takeaways the Bears have 23 and that is that's a hefty number that is top five top six tied with a lot we tied with the Bengals and the Browns, but the offense 24 giveaways
0: It'll <laughs> it'll be an interesting podcast that is next the
2: bear, week. That is the Bears in a nutshell, folks. If you want to just know one thing about the Bears, just look at the turnover differential.
0: But no, if you want to know one thing about the Bears, look at the Justin Fields interception that <laughs> ended the game today. Oh no,
2: I forgot about that. And oh that, no, that
0: would be a definition of the Bears. For any of you who did not see it, that
2: would might be the worst worst hail Mary failure I've ever worst fail Mary I've ever seen.
0: I, it's it's, it's truly I once again I don't have the words so I'll just describe it's it bears-y. yes it's so bears double doinky for any oh dear God <laughs> the PTSD <laughs> comes flooding back to me but for anybody who didn't see it the Bears today are down three to the Browns in Cleveland mm. and they have to go for the Hail Mary and in doing so Justin they Fields throws arguably the perfect Pass. After,
2: Oh, yeah. He was For doing a, a lot Hail of Mary, things. Today. He was
0: doing a lot of things and uh it bounces off of multiple Bears and Browns
2: players. Well, it was in Moore's hands, wasn't it? It hits Mooney. Oh, Mooney. Yeah. Mooney,
0: who's sitting down just to the inside of the goal line in the end zone and it hits his chest and his hands Twice. I bet
2: you there's a freeze frame of him there is a freeze holding frame. the yes. ball. You yes, you can.
0: You can go find it. It's <laughs> Sorry, on Twitter. Going, going. <laughs> it's honestly just search up Mooney. Not that I did it, but I did it. Um, and you can see it, and it looks like he's holding the football. And somebody captioned it, "What if I told you this wasn't a catch?" Oh yeah. And that's how the game ends. And I. Think but how
2: did it end though? How did it really end? It, it really With the kick. It, The ball ricochets off his foot and it looked like he kicked it into the defender's hands for the pick.
0: And and the Bears and the Bears lose. And that's how Justin Fields gets his second pick of the game.
2: Gosh, I just don't
0: it's it's, I I, It's it's truly just stunning how the Bears will find ways to lose football games. And it's so, stunning
2: they've won 5
0: Well, do take that into next week. It is stunning how the Bears will find ways to lose games. So if the Cardinals are, are fairly mistake-free. If they do the are, little things. Yes, and are not turning the ball over, they really have a chance against this Bears squad. I also think something that we will be talking about next week is Justin Fields and Kyler Murray. In my head, they're fairly similar quarterbacks. They both run the ball. They both complete passes, but don't favor the deep ball.
2: Okay.
0: Won't even get into the complete drop by Robert Tunyon today in the Bears game that hits his chest. Another still.
2: He's a Packer living in a Bears uniform.
0: (laughs) God, you're right. (laughs) Um, But I think it will be an interesting compare and contrast the game between Justin Fields and Kyler Murray because if these are two teams, these are two teams that are debating moving on from their quarterbacks and will both probably have top three picks Mm -hmm. in this year's upcoming draft. And fields is way easier to move on from for the bears than Mm -hmm. kyler murray because of the amount of money he's Mm -hmm. owed and also the fact he hasn't been with the team that long and the bears will most likely be firing their coaching staff as well so do you want to start all new the cardinals are not in that same boat they just brought in a new coaching staff they could decide to move on from kyler because they have a top three pick most likely Mm -hmm. um and i just think that's an interesting juxtaposition that we will obviously dive into more next week when we have the stats from that game. But I would say that's something to look for in this game. Is Kyler Murray sort of I don't want to say turning into Justin Fields, but does he begin to show a little bit more of that versatility
2: on the field? Okay. Yeah. I mean, here's the thing too. The Bears, like you said, they find ways to lose games. They could easily I mean, if the ball falls a couple different ways, they could be on a one, two, three, four, five. They could be on like a six-game winning streak right now. Because oh, they, lost, they yeah. lost by seven to New Orleans. Mm-hmm. Beat Carolina. Lost by five against Detroit.
0: Who they had mm-hmm. a multiple touchdown lead yep. going into the fourth.
2: Beat Minnesota. Beat Detroit. Lose on the Hail Mary against Cleveland. Imagine, that would have been... <laughs>
0: It, it's it's interesting.
2: They're that cl- they, they are. Cl- I, I don't know if they would. I don't know if they get rid of their coaching staff. They're close. That's not like the start of the season. Yeah, that's bad. Four straight. You got beat forty-one to ten, thirty-eight to twenty. Yeah, those are bad.
0: I think the problem. I personally, I would like to see them fire their coaching staff. I don't think they're very good at all. No. And Eberflus has taken over the defense since the beginning of the seasons, the issues with their defensive Mm -hmm. coordinator. They never rehired one. And so Eberflus has taken over there. Their offensive coordinator, Luke Getzey. Something that I cannot say about the Cardinals that I can say about the Bears is... I did not know until about halfway through this season how good Justin Fields was because Luke Getzey was not allowing him to run anything that was not a slant pass or him running the ball like a QB designed run. So I didn't know what Justin Fields could do. Unlike what Gannon has done and Petsing has done with the Cardinals, I do know where I stand with Kyler. I do know what he can do, and I know Mm -hmm. what he's capable of with this team. So I would like to see the Bears move on from their coaching staff. I do think they're limiting Justin Fields. I also do think if they decide to move on from Justin Fields, that he could go be a really great quarterback for another team.
2: Like a backup quarterback? No, like no. I know. I know. The Steelers. (laughs) I'm
0: looking at you. Oh
2: wow, that would be fun.
0: It'd be interesting. Justin Fields strikes me as sort of, as we discussed, like Mike Tomlin being this very, you know, Mm level-headed but also very tough personality. Has not had a losing season with the Steelers. He sort of strikes me as he could be a a Tomlin kind of guy. Okay. Um, not saying that's going to happen, but the option is out
2: there. If it does happen, you heard it here first, folks. All right. well yeah. So we've got a lot of information for next week that you guys can chew on and I think we've got a lot of information off of this game that you guys can chew on. Uh, Once again, 45-29. Cardinals on the losing end to the Niners in week 15 at a home game at State Farm Stadium. A rough one for the Cardinals, but the fight is still there according to Jonathan Gannon, Kyler Murray, Trey McBride, and multiple others. So we'll have to see what this week brings, what kind of mentality and preparation we see on the practice field before they travel to the Windy City. Which
0: will be rainy.
2: So the rainy, windy city. Yes. Cool. Perfect. And until then... You can just follow along everything on Arizonasports.com, 987, Arizona Sports app. Follow along with us at AZ Cards Corner. You can follow Lauren at Colville underscore Lauren. Follow me at T Drake for Sports. And we will continue to bring you guys all the coverage throughout the week, either on the radio, on the website, on the app, on the podcast, really anywhere you have any way to look at digital things. We have it. And we have multiple things, not just Cardinals either, Suns, D backs, Coyotes.
0: We also have the story that we published during the bye week
2: Yes, and that was a good one. We had our bye week awards, so definitely go check those out. Uh, I think most of them are still pretty much intact, if not even more so now.
0: If anything, mine have only been further
2: cemented. Yeah, that's yeah, that's where I was kidding mm-hmm. <laughs> So definitely go check that out. Uh, Cardinals Corner, we have our own section on ArizonaSports.com, so definitely check that out. Let us know what you guys want to hear, what you want to see on the website, everywhere else. And with that... I'm going to pass it off and let you guys get back to your evenings, your day, your morning, whatever it is. You might be listening to us on Monday, a Wednesday, a Friday, hopefully not next Sunday because we'll have another one coming for you. But until then, despite all of the bad that the Cardinals defense did, try to enjoy football because there's only a few weeks left. We'll see you later.